Keyshawn kicks it out to Lipsy. Three ball. Good. Damon Lipsy. Got it to Momchilovich. Right corner three. Yes. A catch and shoot three for Momchilovich. Here's Birdie. Looking. Firing in. Caught. Ayuk. Touchdown. Up. Here's Gilbert's going to have to launch a three. It's on the way. And it's good. Keyshawn Gilbert. 77-72, Iowa State. Gilbert fires. Welcome back to another edition of Silent Sirens. I'm your host, Thomas Ornis. And, uh, man, last night was one for the ages, that's yeah. for sure. Sure was. It was a fun, it was a fun game to watch. And, um, but, uh, and probably one of the best basketball games recently, but I think people are overshooting it a little bit as being, you know, an all timer. I mean, there's, you can, go, you can go down the list of a lot of better games, but it was kind of ugly because, all the technicals and everything, but uh, um, there would have been a bit, would have been a great one to steal. Very weak technicals. Like, yeah, my God. Well, I mean, I like if that's John okay. Calipari, they do not call those technicals on him. It's for some reason those refs were just had something up there about. Well, okay, so I noticed this live that we're ninety seconds into the game and Drew is losing his mind with one of the refs because of our physical play on defense and we because we had to like two turnovers right away yeah. and he he's saying something to the refs he's in his face and then he said you need to blow it or kept going on and on about that and then when he got his first tee he was standing on the three-point line yeah he that a, was he had a was, foot on the three-point line that one tee is fine but the, uh, the, the last one that is egregious but I, I didn't see the i didn't see what he's we don't know what he said I mean, yeah, that's true. He and that was a but most technicals are not unless it is like Johnny Orr running out on the floor, or you know calling somebody's mother or something, or Bill and the, or Bobby Knight throwing a chair. Right, it is is always a, a buildup, and you know, I hate to say it, but the refs sometimes you know they're human beings too. One the ref that called the second one might not have realized that they already had called the first one. Yeah, and then he ends up getting run out. But then the third one, you know, the the bench wouldn't shut up, so. You know, I listened to a Baylor podcast, unfortunately, on the way over here, and all they did was talk about the officials. I mean, we would have done the same thing. <laughs> but if that, was, if that but game was at Hilton, we would have burned so, the place to the ground. So, they, so those ter- those technicals, because we didn't get the ball, we we're just there's just free throws. We're basically yeah. like three turnovers. Yeah, and and we scored in the turnovers. Mm-hmm. But and it, it, anyway, I mean, I think it's over a little overblown on on the uh, it the cr- officials it brought us back in the game. Right, it was a big. No, I'm not. Against, I'm not disputing that. It if was that doesn't a big happen. Part of we're game. buried. We lose by twenty. That that I don't agree with. I don't think that necessarily happens. But because we were hanging around the nine to nine to ten most of the time, and then we went on the twenty twenty old run. I would say that if Gilbert was the only one making threes, and Gilbert was the only one on offense making anything, he was the only one shooting threes. I yeah, know like, we can't beat a team like that shooting whatever it was twelve threes, and they're fifty percent from three and. Milan only shooting two threes, and that, and I guess the one that didn't count obviously would have been a third one, which would have been the buzzer beater to win it. But and one of his threes was this like the first possession of the game. Yeah, which, and we got a rebound, leave. easy put back, and blow it. I want him to shoot ten threes a game. Yes, I do too. At the very least, because yep. I think Robert Jones is touching the ball way too much. Like we're putting our ball on the play, like not our playmakers and our our offense. They're we need to figure out some zone offense. We were not doing very great on zone offense. Like we got we were, we had decent sets, but we just did not make the layups or like the floaters easy jumper like easy just bank it in rather than just trying to lob it over the seven footer. Lipsy did it a couple times. Robert Jones did it a couple times. Ward, I don't think he's made a floater in like four games, so he should just stick to dunks and lobs. But I don't know if it's just. And also the second half when Robert Jones got to the free throw well, let's, line. Let's, let's stay with the stay with the first half first for a second. Half. So good. So I why, remember this live because I said it to you know we we're sitting there with your mom and anybody else was sitting in the room, and we missed before the first TV timeout. We missed four point blank bunny shots. They were not contested. I mean the rebound that uh, on Monsilovich's first um, three is a is a putback that's easy and we miss it, and we. We get a stop at the on the Baylor end, and Taman throws an unforced turnover down the down the sideline and just throws it to one of the Baylor guys, and then we get a block with Hassan as another stop, 
But somebody needs to teach Hassan not to jack it into the stands every time he blocks a shot. But, but he needs to have some finesse a little bit to keep it in bounds so then we have a chance to get the rebound or, or tip it to himself. Because every time he blocks, he tries to see how far he can knock the ball away. But the fourth block, was it went right back to Baylor and they hit a three. No, that was in the second half. Second the, half first, yeah. Excuse me, that was in the first half. I'm not talking about that one. But most of his – because you're right. He blocked it directly to a, to a Baylor guy. But again, it's because he's hitting it so hard. I mean, if you watch really good shot blockers, you don't have to block it. You have to see how much distance you can get on it when you swat the ball away. You need to be able to get the ball back. I don't know. I mean, that's my point. That, but so that was all, that was all before the first TV timeout. And I said at the time, I said that's going to come back to haunt us. Just from my point of view, if we're not to a point where we can complain about it, we have had like three shot blockers. You're probably your whole life. And yeah. we're Now complaining about where we're putting. I'm not them. complaining. No, I'm, I'm saying somebody just needs to show him. I know, or but talk to him about it. I mean, he needs to. He if he changes that, he he makes him a completely different player. It's also very hard to block shots and not get fouled every time. They right. go, every time is they go for a block shot, it's a foul every single time. Most of the time, like eighty percent of the time, no matter what, the refs just call it. Even every every level of basketball, from seventh grade to college, yeah, right. the NBA. Well, if he doesn't take a if he doesn't take a swing at it so hard, he might not get as many fouls either. Yeah, and he him fouling out with four minutes left. Was yeah, that was huge. huge. That was because I mean I'm a and don't get me wrong, I am a huge Hassan Ward yeah, fan. Yeah, same. I mean I'm we, just saying it will take him to another level if he can figure out a way to block the shot and get the ball or be able to tip it to a teammate. Yeah, it's like criticizing him his play because we know he could do better and like it's versus like Robert Jones getting the free throw line. That's just a turnover every time. Yeah. Like. The the board going out with four minutes left, like Robert Jones being in there, I was like screaming at the TV, like if Baylor, like Baylor could just foul him every time, it's just a turnover. You're like because like it literally single handedly gave him momentum when he airballed that free throw, yeah. like the place went crazy. And well, I mean, I you know I, you and I were just arguing about this a little bit, but I think it grazed the rim, and they never reviewed it. And ESPN is getting so bad. It is. I mean, when you watch the CBS game with yeah, Kansas and then watching the ESPN game, ESPN game, it's like watching, you know, Channel 13 versus a high school broadcast. Yeah. I mean, ESPN is awful. I mean, they never showed the replay. Nobody even caught it. Well, they, they, ne- they replayed damn near everything. They went to the monitor for every little thing. Like, literally the, the last But no, play. I'm talking about ESPN. They don't show replays of plays. No, they show the crowd every three seconds. Right, then the cupcake thing. Yeah. Whatever the hell that was. The, the TV angle, obviously this has been beaten to death, but the TV angles for the Baylor, they have to figure <laughs> that out. And that is just terrible. I, I got a, acclimated to it after a while, but it is bad. But you you build arena. That should be, like, the, one of the late first things you do. Like, we're going to broadcast this on ESPN, or we'll – I don't know. They, they'll get it figured out, hopefully, because, man, that's just hard. Maybe that – I don't know. That, that, the new arena, though, looks sick, and they have a huge – like, it's built perfect for basketball, and, like, the shandigans with, like, Scott Drew, and I think that just kind of overhyped that. The game was actually good. Like, there's a lot of baskets made. We were getting – like, what, they had – we had 18 turnovers for Baylor, which really didn't really execute on a lot of them, um, but – I don't know. We, if we, Curtis Jones, if, if Keyshawn's the only ones hitting threes, we're not going to win that game. Well, I'm like, but like I said, I mean, you know, when we pl- we made all those threes against Kansas, and we had we took fourteen attempts against a team that plays all zone. Yeah, I mean, we're getting the ball inside, but you're right. I mean, we're missing those little floaters that are five feet away from the basket. And, and we, we right now have nobody that can make that shot consistently. And when you miss like five or eight of them, that is just so demoralizing. Yeah. Like I feel like every, it's in the back of minds of all the players because they're kind of scared to even shoot them. The only, the only really one, one that I'm confident with a floater right now is Curtis Jones. My yeah. God, he gets the right angle and just nails it every time. He's playing really well. I mean, I mean he's a little up and down, a little up and down, a uh, little up and down for – you know, consistency consistency from the three point line, but he's playing lights out. Other we didn't, and that's the other thing too. We didn't get much from the bench. I mean, Jackson played two minutes, and he needs and to shoot, Dem- Dem- shoot right, the ball. Exactly. I was screaming that at the TV too. He needs to, he's he's a forty percent three point shooter. And when was the last time he took one? Yeah, I don't know. He, I just I think some someday I think the light bulb will go off with him, and where he just goes for it because like we need some a spark off the bench or offense like. I don't know. Like Watson's not going to do that. Like yeah. uh, Watson, I mean, he's he's up and down, but man, he gives it, his length is such a, you know, such a problem from some teams, and especially when you're playing Baylor. He's you know we're playing against a long team. We need Demarion to be in there. Yeah. But here's a here's a funny stat for you. I just looked it up because I was thinking about it today. That that new Baylor place holds like seven thousand people, and the women got beat at UCF yesterday in front of a thousand fans. So you combine the Baylor crowd for the men's game. 
and the UCF crowd for the women's game is still below the number of people we had at the women's game against Oklahoma State. That's crazy. That's insane. Com- combine those two crowds, there's still a Iowa thousand. State women? Iowa State women at Oklahoma State we had, or excuse me, Oklahoma State at home, we had roughly 10,000 people there. And between the two games last, between the men's game and the UCF game, they had 8,000 people there total between those two two venues and two games. And I think the uh, women's basketball, I think that was just going to keep growing, I think. Oh, yeah. Because Audie Crux is, I think, if she stays four years, like her fourth year, man, oh, she's yeah. going to be, she's already yeah. fantastic. Yeah, got freshman of the year, like freshman of the week, like four times. But so. my point is, you know, Baylor's new thing might be fantastic. You know, I, I know they put the camera in a really goofy place. They didn't have to do it. I've seen video of where they could have put it. Um, but think- still, they, sh- they shrunk their stadium to make it look better. Yeah. Because they couldn't fill it even when they won a national championship. Texas, uh, Texas did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, just thank God. And don't be- don't tell me that don't let you Duke people out there say, well, Cameron Indoor is the same size. Cameron Indoor is a iconic place that's been around forever. Nobody is building a seven thousand seat arena for Division One basketball right now. But if they obviously they made Hilton right the first time, thank God, because yeah. hopefully they never make a new stadium or arena because that would be awful that'd be a sad day if that yeah we would well but, there would be a lot of pushback yeah but that'll never happen because that arena i think is, they're supposed to be except man i think that weren't they supposed to do a bunch of uh new renovations to it but it got put on the put on the sideline for a little while because of the site town thing yeah and covid and all that jazz yeah. um yeah um so yeah the first half was very up and down Keyshawn ends it up with a banked in three which was huge because i'm custody to what was the third 12 or Something like that. Yeah. But it was just some momentum. Yeah, it was 12, I think. Some momentum going to the half, and it was such a weird game. It was so up and down. Like, I, going into the game, like, I was not expecting to win at all because it's very hard to beat Scott Drew th- four times in a row. Right. And I heard on the broadcast, we beat him three times in a row before that game. Before that, Baylor beat us nine of ten times. Yeah. That is just egregious. But Baylor, Baylor's a great – Obviously, a program and Scott. And then, Drew. Yeah, Scott. I don't like Scott Drew. Scott yeah, Drew's a good guy. Nothing. I've always liked him since he went into the locker room with Fred. But like the antics versus like, look at a Fran game. How many like where they don't throw him out? Right. Versus what Scott Drew again? Yeah, like, that's true. How many times where Fran just goes nuts and they don't do anything? And Scott Drew just like steps over a line. Who who knows what he said? Obviously, he could have said something bad. But well, that's what you know. That's you know, if you think about it, they're trying to get the students. At Baylor, you know, right on the court, but they're right behind the bench. Yeah, and so it's really hard for an official to decipher: is it one of the players or a coach yelling? Not not Drew, but an assistant yelling, yeah. or is it some moron from the the student section behind on the on the, behind the Baylor student section yelling at him? So I don't know. I mean, but like, I don't know. Like, we can talk about the negatives of the game, but I think it's a we lost, but we landed on a bank three where we sh- could have won by point two yep, or point three right. or whatever, but. Uh, obviously, that's got it. Like the man, Milan has the clutch gene. Yes, he does. the Houston yeah. game. Like if that goes, like that counts. We got the Houston shot, and then when at like that is just mm-hmm. highlights film on itself because those are big time shots. And the play, like they should have had time to draw up the play. We had zero timeouts. Like that was a gift, and it was kind of have a give and take. And it's like, oh, we could have. There should have been two seconds on the. Like I still don't understand why they, like if. In that point, whatever three seconds, if we would have turned around and shot it, would have met that. That's counted? what we said when we were watching. What if we would have? What if we would have shot a full court shot and made it? No, because so they blew the whistle. Why did they take the seconds off then? Well, they said the clock started early before the ball came through. The, before the ball got into Trey's hands, and they caught it. The ref saw it at the corner of his eye and stopped the game to correct it. But then. He gave it to this ball on the sideline, which I thought they were still because Trey got the ball right under the basket. Yeah, that didn't make any sense either. Yeah, so I mean, you know, that was a little. Okay, goofy, if that but. goes in, Baylor would have gone absolutely. They insane. still are. I listened I to their podcast and whatever. All they did was bitch about the officials. I mean, they just said how you know. I think it said it was something about it's like Mister Rogers getting thrown in jail or something like that, and they're comparing Scott Drew to. Saying he's a Hall of Fame coach, but and, for that to be his first time being ejected, yeah. I bet you if they go back in the archives of like the twenty-two years or whatever, he's how long he's been there. Um, I think he's been there almost equally as Kirk Ferentz has been at Iowa. But man, he's probably had way more blow-ups where he didn't even get remotely like, to- like thought about toss. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I, this I is mean, it's such a weird game. And the broad, like the just the announcers, it just, I don't know. Maybe it's just like an Iowa State fan. I'm just very sensitive and watching the games, but it just feels like the announcers are cheering for Baylor the entire yeah. time. Yeah. It's like, are we on the Baylor network? Like, obviously, we're on the Longhorn network next. Like, are we on the Baylor, Baylor Horn network or whatever now? What about the end where the where guys going, oh, no, after the after Milan shot went in? Like, what? like he just lost the game himself. It's like, oh, I must. Lost but some bets on DraftKings. Yeah, exactly. That was weird. I mean, Very weird. Yeah. I, I don't, like, obviously we watched the highlights before we started this podcast, and I don't know if I'll ever watch that again. Yeah. But I watched the whole first half beginning to end, and then we we got the, you know, the non-commercial version of it. We watched the second half, and, but, you know, I, I, I wasn't, like, gut-punched when the game was over. I mean, because you're right. I mean, they could have easily, we could have easily gotten rolled in that game. I don't think... You know, go back, watch the first half. We were hanging around, and we just were stagnant on offense and couldn't make those close shots. Um, so I think, you know, there's – you know, I have no idea, but we could have possibly made a run even without um, the help of the tees. But probably the biggest advantage of Drew getting tossed is that he wasn't on the bench anymore. That's true. And now you get an assistant running the show. Yeah. And, and they were arguing a little bit too. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, and like – I don't know. I thought in the moment, I'm like, this could go the other way. Like, this could give Baylor way more momentum yep. and just like throttle us, and it's just over. Yep. And like they want, like, all, and then in my other brain, I was like, they have made everything, and they're gonna <laughs> go cold. And they went cold for like three minutes, and we really didn't take advantage of it. That's where we should have buried them. They still shot 52 percent from the three point line and almost lost, and sh- almost lost by point three or whatever. That is insane. We, we out rebounded them on the offensive rebounds, which they hammered us like for like four or ten minutes every time. It was like, oh, they're just terrible boxing out. But like every right. three was just like way huge, like like the rebound was like way overhead and well, then, rebounds. Then the uh, one guy was saying, you know, we passed it around the outside and shot a three. Only time we did it in the first half, and the guy goes, Iowa State's got to get it inside. And that's all we'd been doing is getting it inside and couldn't score. So, yeah, yeah it's that was a it's not, going not from, a high level. I mean, we're, uh, after watching the Kansas game with CBS, yeah, we're that's, spoiled. That's kind of a hard thing to put put in like these guys that I've never heard of these announcers and no. they're we've heard from we go from like the CBS theme music and Bill Raftery and the like, Jay Wright. Rangles. What was it? Jay Wright said to you things that don't come back or dogs that chase cars and teams that miss free throws. Boy, he nailed that one. Yeah, we could not make a damn free throw to save our lives, yeah. and it's just. It's so like whenever so any cyclone goes to the line, I'm not confident at all. Yeah, it's and it, it's you know we think we're frustrated. What's TJ and Nature and all those they guys? They probably I make. Mean, and the thing is, they probably go to practice and make everything. And they and it's just a psychological thing right now, and it's it's such a hard thing to do. I mean, to get kids over the psychological side of the the free throw thing, but but when you're gonna you get know, on a good groove, it's you can stack game good games on. But man, we have stacked. Bad games. Like, we haven't shot good free throws, like, in, like, years. Yeah. Like, where we've had, like, 80%. Bob Jones, mechanically, is still. Like, it's a turnover. Yeah. I mean, like, he's, he was, be, he's 50% from the line on the year, and so is Hassan. And so. You can't be you, shooting the same percentage as the other team is shooting from three. Yeah. From the free throw line. Yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, we should have, I mean, it didn't, this didn't hurt. This game didn't hurt us. No, it's I mean, just. It we probably should, helped us a little bit as far as the analytics go, which I really don't. I get so tired of listening to talk about Ken Palm and all that stuff. I mean. Don't care. I mean, and I, but I, the thing that I did take out of this game is that I a thousand percent agree with Bill Self is that this lack of a round robin dilutes the winning the conference thing. Because how much fun would it be to bring Baylor back to Ames on the rematch sometime in the next few weeks and we don't get to play him again? We don't. I no. didn't realize that. No. That sucks. Yeah, it does that so. would have been a great game, and Scott Drew was like Scott Drew loves like Iowa State, and I think Iowa State loves Scott Drew equally because yeah. I, I don't think I don't find a fan that hates him because no, he's always been like, and like, I remember vividly uh, before he took the court after we beat North Carolina, he yeah. came into our That's locker room, was like, about, yeah. Big Twelve baby, let's yeah. go. <laughs> like, what other co- coach does that? He's just kind of a goofball. Yeah, he's just but a, man. He can recruit, and he's been there forever, and it's just obviously uh, Iowa State's ebbed and flowed ever since he's been there, but it's just. Like obviously, it just felt like the refs were just stepping on this great game that was like yeah. could have been back and forth, and they just reviewed every two seconds and kicked Scott Drew out. And it's just like kick felt- Scott Drew out and then called another one. So yeah, I told right. I told your mom I said they call another T. One of the assistants is gone. 
Like, what if they all assistants get kicked out? Like, so if they can't, they call another team, manager? the guy that took over, he's gone. Yeah, I mean, is we're down student to student manager? managers or caller or, or the uh, player coach thing. One of the seniors is going to have to step up. One I mean, of the announcers probably would come out and coach for better. I, mean, I don't know from what they were talking, but I don't uh, know. It's just Dave Aranda, maybe. When it just sucks when I knew like when we were making all the free throws, cut to four with the T. I'm just like. We should not be in be close this game. We're down like they are shooting fifty percent from three. They're killing us. Like killing it like at the time. Well, we were down about nine. We're in the nine to ten range that whole time. And then when the free throws came around, it spun it around to like four. That was the turning point. But we weren't getting it wasn't like we were down fifteen. We were at one point like in the first half. But it felt but, like we couldn't get over the hump. Right. And, I like, agree. The, the yeah, refs right. put us over the hump and right. we just didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. We took made the free throws. Like Chris Jones nailed the free throws, but yeah. Like in Lipsy missed a couple down the stretch and Keyshawn's bonehead, uh, like the guy was injured and like he was limping down the court and Keyshawn just thought he was kind of like out of the play and just threw it to him and yeah. turned around, stole it, and turns and Bert like somehow magically is okay and just runs down the court and and one Trey King, which Lipsy could have had and one. Uh, yeah, should have. But yeah. well, that the thing and one is like there's no guarantee that he makes a free throw, so it's like yeah. we can't really complain about that. No, I mean I'm not going. I mean, really, I don't think we, any Iowa State fan can complain about the shake we got from the oh, officials yesterday. That was last the, night. I probably mean, the most like favorable ever, right? That we've gotten ever in yeah. a close game on a ranked team where they've won the national championship not that long ago, and man, that just felt weird. Like that would never like. Imagine if that was can't at you know, Allen Fieldhouse. Oh. There's never been like a sixteenth of that yeah. for Iowa State. No, we always had to like we have to make okay. We have to make at least nine threes to win this game, like an Allen Fieldhouse or like tough games on the road. But it just felt like we should have had that one. So especially you, with Milan nailing the three at the end, just kind of caps it. Like damn, we should have had that one. That's a hard play to get run that run that play in one point two seconds. Yeah, especially with Milan. Should have been two. It should have been. I mean, if you know, putting my coaching hat back on. I mean, you need to reverse it. You know, uh, uh, Trey caught the pass um, on the inbounds play. It should have been a something possibly to get Meal on the ball at the top of the key on one pass. So there's no more passes. He's just going to spin around and shoot because he's, he's capable of doing. And that. the coaches uh, um, are like backing the coaches here. That the coaches maybe thought they had two seconds. They didn't know at the, when they're oh. drawing at the play at the oh, time. That's they, true. They yeah. were reviewing at the time. They didn't yeah, know that true. they had less time. And they didn't know, obviously. Like, there when he was, uh, what's his name? That Nate, Nate Schmidt. Nate Schmidt was drawing up, like, which he's a freaking offensive mind. Master. Well, that wasn't, I mean, we didn't draw that up. We'd, we'd run that play no, in practice we, that, many that, times. But, like, we shouldn't have had that timeout. And it should right. have, like, we put it on the side. But last time, if we would rather have, under, it should have been under the basket to two seconds, yeah. which we probably would ran the same play and a yeah, uh, right. same result. Yeah, you're right. We yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we should we if we have the ball two seconds under the basket, we're probably running the same play, except it's you can't run the baseline in that yeah. case because it was done on a made shot. I don't, so which, gonna... And also that when that happened, I'm just like, this is a great example. Like, obviously, it wasn't like what the NBA it was like. Obviously, it was like kind of like the same area, but like a little closer. If we can just advance the ball somehow, I said the like same that thing. was just like how many buzzer beaters are we missing out over 20, 30 years of what we could have had, or especially March Madness. March Madness that would create so many more buzzer beaters, so many more like great clips and like moments. But for some reason, college basketball is the last. I and like I don't know. If, I think girls basketball does it in high school. I don't think men's or boys do that either. No, boys don't. But, but, but women's do it this yeah, year, right? It just doesn't For make any college? sense. Yeah. Why? Do, yeah. Why can't we do that? Like, why? Are, why are we still two halves? Yeah. It just doesn't. only level of basketball that plays halves. It doesn't have. I think it has to do with TV timeouts. Probably. Who knows? Because I mean, more, if you if you go back to quarters like high school is and AAU is and most AAU and and the NBA and go to quarters, I mean, you've got. Two more buzzer beaters possibly per game, mm-hmm. so it makes the game more exciting. And yeah. you also have a built-in TV timeout that you can run. You know, it doesn't interrupt the game because yeah. there's a there's a break between quarters. It also gives teams more uh, like more uh, reps of running those plays for buzzer beaters. Right. Like we only how many times would we like Jamie Vanderbeeken was like what the last time like I we I texted that and like. Group chat I'm like this is kind of karma for the joy we got from the Jamie Vanderbeek in three because yep. that, that one game, didn't count. If, that was, count if the game was televised, we don't win that game. Right? Like it's that simple. And like 
it's just funny because like Greg McDermott was playing uh, his former coach, uh, or Fred was playing his former, or Iowa State was playing his former coach the year after he left, which is yeah mind-boggling yeah. that that happened. That was in Wells Fargo. Yeah, too. it was yeah. great. What a great game. Yeah, shout out to Jake Anderson. What a dog. <laughs> he was freaking good. I think he would be great on TJ system. Like yeah. he was freaking great player. He was transferred to Northern Illinois. Northern oh, Illinois. Yeah. Yep. Where came from? Tran- like we've had so many transfers that we forget about those ones. That well, that Dunn kid for for uh, none from Baylor was a Iowa State commit at one point. Yeah, which I I didn't realize that until because he played with uh, Hassan, I believe, oh, at really? VCU. Yeah, which he's good, and uh, I don't know. I just hope he can play him again, like the Big Twelve term- tournament game or something. Cause yeah, it's a we're kind of creating a fun back and forth because like going forward, it's going to be Kansas, Baylor, and Iowa State. Like obviously. We have so many freaking teams coming in, like yeah. Arizona, Kansas, Iowa State, like the playing playing. Kansas is playing Houston next year in Mexico City. That's crazy. But like, just think yeah. of a week that we can have play at Kansas, and then we can play the next week. We can play at Arizona, and then yeah. you know, I don't like the not lack around Robin thing. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I, like I said, I agree with Bill Self. It diminishes the importance of one or the the how cool it is to win the conference when you don't have to play on everybody else's home court, but there's no way to do it anymore because of all of the, you know, it's about TV money. We're trying to get eyes in Arizona. We're trying to get eyes in Florida. Um, but so those days are gone unless we split into divisions and we play around Robin in the division, which I don't know if that'll happen or not either, but you know, the thing I, I we've got to work. I mean, I'm hoping we make a step forward on our out of, our out of bounds plays underneath the basket too, because we're still not getting anything out of them. And Baylor is, you know, like 50% scoring on uh, out-of-bounds plays under the basket. When was the last time we scored an out-of-bounds play under the basket? Yeah, that's like one of my few criticisms of the TJ era. Like, that's the only thing that hasn't really improved since the Prom era. We have not had any out-of-bounds plays. We barely even get in sometimes. Yeah, we just throw throw a lot of them over the top and don't get anything out of it. But maybe saving them. Maybe saving them for the... Tournament or something. I mean, I don't know. I mean, when they when they threw that stat out, the Baylor scores fifty percent of the time under the ba- on a ba- out of bounds play under the basket. I said, "Wow, that is a." But also has to do the fact they're so stinking big too. I mean, yeah, they're long, they're as long as usual. They always are. And when you when a team makes every three, yeah, how are you going to win? Just, and we almost did. And like, there was a point like with like five or six minutes left in the in the second half where we went zone. I'm like, why the hell are we going zone? Like, they've yeah. made, like, four threes in a row, and, like, that's the last – like, they just get a wide-open three. Well, Nails I mean, it. I think BYU did it too, didn't they? They took advantage of our traps and found the guys in the opposite corner, and that's what Baylor did. There's a couple guys that were playing horse yesterday that they were shooting uncontested threes, and I hate to say it, you're not going to you're not gonna be able to get a guy that's a Division One shooter to miss a three in the corner standing there by himself. And well, some of these are lottery picks yeah. that are just nailing right. them so, yeah. and at home, and just can't happen. But we're obviously nitpack, nitpicking, and we're 12th in the – And don't get us wrong. I mean, we're 12th, we're, and we're not expecting to go win at Baylor. Like, we've won, what, four times in, like, the last 25 years right. there or something crazy. So it's just it just sucks because we feel like felt like we the refs handed us a gift and we didn't take it. Yeah, that's yeah, but I, and I wasn't like I said I wasn't overly over the top bummed when it was over. I mean it's it was great experience for our kids. But I like mean, those type of wins are, are the ones we need to win the conference. Which we yeah. just we just with our great teams we just sometimes just. But man, there's a, such a log anymore. jam at the top of the yeah. top of the conference right now. I mean. You got to go to Texas Tuesday and then TCU at home Saturday. So, man, if we can get both those two, we'll be sitting pretty good. Like, we can get those two, and then Brock, Brock Purdy's playing the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. It's insane. That's right. So, yeah, and I saw Josh Pate on Twitter today, something about somebody asking about a team that'll make a big turnaround next year. And he said Iowa State's trying to ride the recruiting wave of Brock Purdy. So, yeah, that, we'll see. That, got, got, got Alec Mansky from Algona, junior quarterback, committed. Kid in our backyard uh, committed this weekend, which, which is a huge get. Like going through the recruiting process, like I thought he would be like a Georgia or like an SEC type level. I think Texas A&M offered him. Yeah, and which, Texas A&M's got deep pockets when it comes to NAL. I know that. But it's just, it, I think without Brock Purdy, we don't get him. No, yeah, which maybe. Is, I don't know. No, I'm saying like with a Campbell, the Campbell era in general, like. He well, I mean, he doesn't even like his childhood. He w- was Iowa State good football. Like the my childhood where we struggled, and that's gone. Like we've yeah. like the Campbell era, and like especially with Purdy being as great as he is, it's just the 
the brand of Iowa State football is completely changed, and it's just, especially next year, with like Jaden Higgins and Rocco, it's gonna be fun year, I think. Yeah, oh, I did. yeah, and I, I, th- I think our schedule is probably the most favorable schedule we've had in quite a while too. I mean, yeah, like they came out like versus the last year that came out, like man, we might just win three games because yeah. like that the gambling stuff and yeah. like uh, we had to play at BYU at Cincinnati, which we've won both those games, which I thought like. Giving those two road games with the new teams, like those are the two toughest road games to go to, and we yeah. won. And that at Baylor or BYU game when Sama went crazy, and like, <laughs> man, we had a fun football season. Yeah, like, we did. It was kind of shocking. Like the ones where we have no expectations, like those are the best years where we just everything was. Where we're, we're the hunter, not the hunted. Yeah, like, I mean, like we Eric said that times. Said, yeah. yeah, it's just crazy that we had the same record as Brock Purdy's senior year. Yeah, which is insane because. Brock Purdy's in the Super Bowl. Brees Hall is one of the best running backs in the NFL. And how does David Montgomery not make the Pro Bowl and Jameer Gibbs does? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah he played so great. That yeah, I think that's game. a travesty. Well, it's the talk, it's, I don't know what you've got on your list to talk about, but if you look ahead, I mean, we got it. Like I said, we got at Texas on the goofy Longhorn Network on Tuesday. Last time. Oh, by the way, I forgot to bring this up. I mean, we talked about it in the last pod those stupid hand signals. And I had to look at the bear's claw crap yep. yesterday. And your brother looks at me and goes, you know, you're talking about the signal looked like it was from World War II that we yeah. talked about last time. Yeah, it does. All you got to do is open your hand with the with the Baylor guys, yeah. and it's the same thing. And now we got one of the Texas thing. TCU is going to bring in their stroke victim hand signal, whatever it is. Um, so we got them on Saturday. And then Cincinnati, at Cincinnati the following Tuesday, right before Valentine's Which Day. And, they beat Texas Tech yeah, yesterday. And that's at Cincinnati is a tough place to play, too. So. I think what, what we won there last time with uh, Abdel Nader and uh, George Yang senior year. So. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, they're like we've said a million times. And then, so here we go. I mean, Texas Tech at home, then at Houston. Uh, West Virginia and Oklahoma finish out February. So we got a few on there that you might be able to circle. I mean, Oklahoma's not playing that great right now. Um, West Virginia lost to Cincinnati yesterday. Texas Tech's lost a couple in a row, but that at Houston game is going to be a bear. And the tech Cincinnati game at Cincinnati, I think, is too. Yeah, so but if we, we get these next two, I think we'll be riding high. Um, the Houston being favored at Allen Fieldhouse and then losing by whatever they you know, did. They got rolled. Oh, man. Like, but then people are still saying that Houston, they think Houston's still the best team in the conference. They've lost know. in Hilton and, and Allen Fieldhouse. Which that's expected. If Which, you're the best team in the conference, I don't know who wins. Like no one, like no one should expect ever. No one ever should. I don't care who you are. You should never be favored at Allen Fieldhouse. I don't care who Kansas has. Oh, favored? No, right. Like I'm, how? Right. How did that happen? Like Vegas usually knows, and man, they missed it there because when any they get Allen Fieldhouse gets any momentum, they could just bury teams yep. fast, and like the refs, and they get the, the refs, calls. <laughs> they get every call, which. Man, I think Baylor fans kind of feel like we won national championship, so we should get calls too. And like, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I, so I was I, listening to that Baylor pod, and they were calling this guy was calling Scott Drew a Hall of Fame coach. Do I you think, agree with yeah. that? Really? Think of what he's done to a Baylor program. I mean, so you're going to reward him for turning around a program that somebody shot somebody? One is, is Tom Izzo a Hall of Fame coach? Yeah, he's won multiple national championships. No, he's won one. Hmm. He's been a Final Four. Interesting. I thought he was. Scott Drew's been multiple Elite Eights. How many Final Fours has Scott Drew been to? He's been a one, then he won it. Hmm. So, yeah. so I don't know. Just shows you how I think that shows you what a great example. Just the media and like image of the program. Like well, Tom I mean, Izzo's, but Michigan State's been to the Final Four a lot, and they've lost every time. But they've been to the Final Four a lot, like three, three or four times. But uh, the, I'm not saying Michigan State's yeah, a poor program, a but I'm just saying comparison. But I'm just saying these one that one national championship, which could have been Iowa State's national championship. Yeah. Which kind of hurts. That's why I, I don't have anything. It's Tom Izzo. Like he's no, giving us great transfers. Corey Lucius, Chris yeah. Allen. Um, they, uh, yeah, um, not well. recruiting Mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So. Well, I mean, look at you got top of the conference right now. You got you got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six teams with three losses. Yeah. It, KU, Houston, Baylor, Iowa State, Texas Tech. And part of me thinks. We're going to get to the tournament, and I think Five, either excuse me. a bunch of the Big 12 teams are going to get upset, or everyone's just like, oh, they're up because like, this year is going to be brutal for a bunch of teams. Like, And uh, I don't know. I just think – I don't know if I want to, like, go through the whole Kansas City and us win it. I think – Yeah, it's going to be exhausting. Yeah, you know, I think 
it wouldn't be a bad thing if we lost like the second weekend or like the second game or whatever. So that's completely changed. I mean, Kansas State's sitting four and five, and the standing thing in ESPN's got them third from the bottom. And camp, we'll talk about an, an implosion. Kansas, Kansas State, State is freaking their their FFA chapter could beat them right now. Yeah, the local high school FFA pickup league could beat them. They're not they're a mess. Thank God Tang got teed up and gave us that game because I don't know if we won that game if it, Tang gets yeah, teed up because uh, that game was very dicey for the whole time and I don't know. It just seems like the refs kind of just take the whole take a, the game by the throat every single game yeah. and I just I'm tired of it. <laughs> and, and like the block charge rule, it's just completely back to what it used to be. Yeah, like no, said, it's right, exactly, it's exactly. Gilbert, like seventy percent of his charges, I'm just like, I don't think that was a charge. I yeah. think Gilbert yeah. just exaggerates, and he's just great at it, and he sells it every time. And they call it, and the refs love to call those type of of charges. Well, his, his him throwing his hair around doesn't hurt, but like we said earlier in the year, I mean, they have gone back to the what they were. And also, I also don't think kids are trying to take charges as much as they used to. I mean, yeah. last year we tried to take a lot of them. We're not doing that this year. And just like, If we simply, if that shot counts, like this podcast is about, oh, crap, Gilbert is freaking on fire. Yeah. Elon is a clutch, one of the yeah. clutchest players ever at Iowa State. Yeah. But now it's just. Yeah, Keyshawn's playing lights out right now. I mean, his, he plays with such joy. I mean, he's always happy. I mean. He's really taken up. I think he's taken up the lack of production that, Lipsy has really given us like before the injury. I think Lipsy has not been the same ever since his injury. And yeah, that's true. Uh, I think Chris Jones also helped um, when Lipsy was hurt. And I think if uh, uh, Chris Jones just hits a couple of those threes that he missed that are in and out, it's just uh, we win. And uh, it's just it, it's gonna be that close every game. Yeah, I still I'm gonna go. I'm gonna you have a hard time convincing me that we we play the Baylor's, the Houston's, or whatever. We can't shoot you know 14 threes and win. Because I mean, like, that means we're pounding in inside, and I'm we, not sure that's the good. We forced turnovers, like 18 yeah. turnovers on Baylor, and we didn't really execute on all of them. And no. and we outread them on all. Like, it's crazy, like, listening to the broadcast, and we, we out-rebound them on offense. Rebounds, right, uh, offensive, yeah. yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. But I don't know. There's a lot of positives to take from the game, and I think. Sure. It's another night in the Big 12. Which, do you remember any games where we've had two buzzer beaters and like the first no. half buzzer beater and the second half buzzer no. beater? Obviously, no. the second one didn't count, but it's just like, man, that was a great game. Yeah, it was. Just... was. Keyshawn's, Keyshawn's was a big one because that gave us a little momentum heading into half. We go in down 15 or whatever it would have been. And he kind of shot it too early, too. I was like, right. what are you shooting? Oh, it went in. It was like, sick. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It's... Yeah, Trey, I mean, Trey didn't have a very good night. Taman had a below average night, and we still almost beat one of the best teams in the country conference and in the in the in the country right now so gotta feel pretty good about that yeah it just sucks that scott drew gets tossed and they still win and uh, yeah but can't really complain so, somebody the baylor podcast guy said tj said that was a great officiating crew or something like that i, I don't know if that's true i didn't have to listen to his, his press conference but man they didn't like they didn't like him saying that yeah, do you uh, do you think it's time for war to start over robert jones or you i don't think know you like him coming off the bench and give us a spark because i think uh, I don't know. Cause I mean, Hassan is such a foul magnet right now. I mean, he gets in foul trouble almost every game. And if he starts and he comes in and gets two like quick two ones. quick ones before the first TV timeout, then yeah. we're in a world of hurt. Yeah, I don't know. That's so, I mean, I think I think what he's probably doing is just kind of seeing what version of Rob are we getting tonight. Yeah, I mean, I is he making his free throws? Is he making the floaters? I mean, I, my worry is we're just going to get get to March, and then one team's like, okay, we're just going to foul Robert Jones if he's in crunch time every time. Oh, of foul. course. Yeah, I mean that's what you're you're going to almost have to go Trey King at the five. But, I mean, because you I mean Rob having Rob or Hassan in is the same thing when it comes to free throws right now. That's true, but at least Ward or Ward gives us a rim protection and yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, uh, but what about Kansas, though? I mean, you think about Kansas, you know, everybody's talking about how great they are. They've got five players. That's it. They're one injury away from being a 500 like team if, the rest of the way out. If Dickinson's goes down. Yeah, or or Mur uh, Burphy or Furphy or whatever the hell his name is. He just makes He's every playing three. fantastic right now. He, if he gets hurt or, you know, or their point guard gets hurt, I mean, they're, they totally changes the complexion of that team. They just have zero depth right now. Or they in foul trouble. But mm -hmm. itself's the kind of coach he's going to figure out a way to keep him out of foul trouble. So I don't know. It'll be a fun ride in February, that's for sure. I just my wish is uh, if we can get Chris Jones more consistent from three on the road, 
I think he's fantastic in Hilton. And mm-hmm. I, th- I just want Jackson to just go for it. Shoot threes. Yep, like, I do too. I think if, if he can drive the lane, he can make free throws. I'm confident he can make free throws. He's a great defender. And uh, I think, obviously, him being a sophomore, I mean, he's going to think he's going to have a great career at Iowa State because yeah, he, he turned down a couple yesterday that I was going to yell at the TV for him to shoot it because we needed a three point threat. And like he I, turned I, him down and ended up having getting getting hung up in the lane and tried to do a Milan shot. Like and, all the threes that Trey King's going to Charlie take, I want like those to be Milan, uh, Jackson, and like Gilbert. He's nailing them. Yeah. Like that, and he had that and one three and misses a free throw. Which is kind of demoralizing. And did Trey even attempt a three yesterday? They had one, hmm. I think, in the corner. But yeah, it's I don't know. Obviously, we've gone circles and trying to. It's just man, we, that three where you have that celebration of oh, we had a buzzer beater, and it's just like oh man, I, I was not. I was celebrating halfway through. I'm, like, I'm not sure that was. Yeah, we I, all jumped up. At, remember when we made the field goal or. Texas missed the field goal. Yep. We, it was the same reaction. We all jumped up out of the couch, and then, then we realized, oh, it probably doesn't count. Yeah, but too bad. Oh well. So yeah, the trade it took. The trade was over two yesterday. Taman was over. I mean, Taman had took one three yesterday. It's just like this week is going to be a whole Super Bowl week. It's going to be all That'd about be Super Bowl, yeah. all about Brock Purdy and, and the spotlight. And Finally getting paid a little bit. Toyota stepped yep. up a little bit, and then. You know, I don't know why there's so much Brock Purdy hate on social media. They were showing a video of a Toyota Sienna and saying, you know, Brock Purdy's the right guy to pitch these things. I mean, give me a break. Uh, if they can just – my dream is him just to go play in the Super Bowl, five touchdowns. <laughs> right, that would just be awesome. The last one just flip off the camera. <laughs> well, you really think Brock's going to flip off the – no the, way. The last person moon, ever. Brock moons the camera on the way off the floor. The last person to ever do that would be him, but – no. Kittle might. And it like it was hearing did you hear the CEO talk about the CEO of the 49ers came up to like when uh Brock Purdy was like and he said, Oh, our third best Shanahan uh, told the 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 owner of the 49ers, yeah. Yeah, that he's the, the third best quarterback is our best one. And it's like it's kinda awkward because we're paying one twenty million and the other one we like traded three first round draft picks for or whatever it was. Uh yeah, he said that in training camp yeah. a year ago. Yeah. Before when Trey Lance and Garoppolo, or whatever the hell his name is, were the two top guys, and he's pulls himself because I think our third string quarterbacks are best one. Goes, Which are you is kidding me? It just kind of it just reminds me of when he was a freshman and when he got it, like he was not a he was a late like he didn't wasn't here until the summer like he didn't graduate early and come like what most kids do, but Iowa State and the murmurs were like, yep, Brock Purdy's the guy. You just gotta wait time yeah. because Kyle Kemp was there. It was, it was gonna be Kyle Kemp's last year, and he goes down against Iowa and. Obviously, we had Zeb Dolan for a couple of games, and then the Oklahoma State game. And it's all rest is history. Yep, that was awesome. So, yeah. yeah so, what do you what are you gonna do for the Super Bowl? I don't are you know, gonna watch have, with us? We haven't figured do? out yet. Anyway, I haven't talked about it yet either. I think it's uh, it's gonna be it's just gonna be gun. It's gonna be so nervous. I agree with Bill Burr. Bill Burr says if you're if you're a true football fan, you don't go to a Super Bowl party because you got a bunch of people there that don't watch football and they talk all the time. Then they shut up during the commercials and then they talk about the commercials during the game. And nobody's paying attention to the game. So I actually agree with him a little bit on yeah. this. Bill Burr, if you don't know who he is, fantastic comedian. One of our favorite comedians of all time. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week. And if we can just fi- if we can get that last win at Texas on Longhorn Network, it's going to be just be Oh, great. yeah, it'll be awesome. Like we haven't so won. how do we get it? So what do we got to do? got to sign up for Sling TV for another? I don't know. Pay the monthly fee for a Sling TV for? I don't I know. No I haven't thought of that for a head yet either. So did you buy any monkey magnets? What? <laughs> Did you see that commercial? No. It was the first TV timeout. These things called monkey magnets. Oh, the cabinets? Yeah. Yeah. We uh, were, was, those are kind of sick. We, yeah. we need some. But why monkey magnets? That was the dumbest name for like I, I, The perfect thing was the mailbox thing. Yeah. The, just working in the post office for two weeks, like, that would be perfect. There's so many mailboxes that don't shut. Sure. That would be I thought it was funny. It. I said, the, the, where did they come up with the name Monkey Magnets? Which I haven't seen like a commercial like that on our like a, no. on, on a long time. It used no. to be like ShamWow. And then or, they had the uh, Navage thing where you wash out your sinuses. I said, that looks like a really good yeah, wedding right. gift we're going to give to somebody. Yeah, it used to be like ShamWow, and you get a free two Snuggies for free, <laughs> free shipping. And uh, Or the, uh, what was the other one? The, oh, there was another one, the, the uh, Flex Steel, where yeah. they paint the bottom where of the boat and they, they, with they the screen cut, door. They cut in half and then... They go on the boat and yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, I went. Again, you know, we gave some shout outs, some some businesses that we've been to. I went down to Des Moines to help my niece. 
um, move this weekend. Shout out to Christy and my brother Barry. Um, went stopped in Ogden and heard of this place called the Lucky Pig many times. Fantastic. So if I know if you're in the Ames area, you've probably heard of it. But if you've never been there, drive the 20 miles or whatever it is over to Ogden. Is downtown Ogden. Fantastic food. Fantastic waitress. Don't remember her name. Told her she should she should teach a school on how to be a server. She was ter- phenomenal. Food is phenomenal. Um, so the Lucky Pig is one of my new favorite new favorite stops on the on the w- travels through Iowa. And like having great service in a restaurant now is a huge deal. Because man, if you go reasonable to that, prices, if I mean, you go to a restaurant and there's terrible service, it's just like okay, I'm never coming here ever again. Right. And like the bar has been lowered for that. I yeah, feel I like. told her. I told her I went to a restaurant five years ago. And this is exactly what happened. My, your mom and I are sitting there, and the waitress comes over and looks at us, and the only thing she looks at is goes, food? That's all she said. She didn't say, what do you want to drink? All no, she said, oh, my oil changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told that to the waitress yesterday, and she goes, I would have just said, really? That's what we're here for. That's, this is called a restaurant, right? Yeah. Now, she was terrific. So Lucky Pig is one of my new favorite places. Um, if you're ever in Humble Humboldt area, stop at Tractor Lift Brewery, um, downtown Humboldt, run by Larry Balke. He's a, a used to work at the, uh, he used to be a, a, a hel- helicopter mechanic out of the Boone unit, so he's a veteran. I can go support him. Next door is 716 Main, which is the same guy that owns the one in Peyton, Iowa, which is another restaurant you've probably heard of. And then our local one here in Humboldt, or in, excuse me, in Clarion, they, where you live, is Fuel, the pizza place, another small town fantastic food place so just giving you some just suggestions if you're driving around you can find those places and yep fuel was a uh, same building as where sports graphics was where grandpa and tom and pat yeah your grand my, my father-in-law who just passed away on new year's day um your grandfather um used to run a bakery in that same building where fuel is and for 40 years something like that yeah. so yeah, so, so there's a lot of good places to eat around town, around Iowa, if you just have to search them out a little bit. I think the Lucky Pig in Ogden won the best tenderloin in the state once or twice, possibly. Wow. But I had the Cuban sandwich. It was terrific. So, well, remember, we've got gold shirts at soundthesirens.com. Um, if you want need one for Saturday for the TCU game, you can order it at Sound, it's Sound the Sirens, just like the links on our YouTube. And by the way, we got a bunch of YouTube uh, watchers it look like this yeah. week. So keep telling your friends, like us, subscribe, you know, do a, whatever you got to do to um, to make sure you notice when we have a new new content coming out. And um, just enjoy this week. And enjoy pur- this week. Purdy's in the freaking Super Bowl. Purdy's in the Super Bowl. A lot of Iowa State love going to be out there. Purdy, like Purdy, can make Taylor Swift cry. That'd be so great. <laughs> That'd be perfect. That'd be perfect way to end the season. Like, I think ever like the whole like there's a big portion of America that just like wants like obviously I have no problem with like the relationship. Obviously, it's just funny to like make fun of because yeah. everyone just so there's emo- nothing wrong with Taylor no, Swift. Everyone's I mean, like she's, she's so talented. Like growing up, she was a monster. Like she's like every every song is just a hit. Yeah. And she ever since she gets like ever since she's been the spotlight has been freaking awesome. And just because she's <laughs> dating a one of the best, obviously the best tight end, if not Kittle. In the NFL, and it's just wild how people just take things and just make everything yeah. so controversial, it's so negative. I mean, heck, so Taylor Swift's net worth is probably about the same as Iowa's GDP. I mean, yeah, she's, she's got so much money, and she's got a concert. Like I said, she does have a concert in Japan. Yeah, I think she's, she's got to jump though. on jump on a private jet to make to make it to Vegas on time. So, it's, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun. Like, what do you know? What broadcast it is for Super Bowl? You have any idea? I mean, like who? Fox or what? What think, channel? I think it's CBS. I, know, it's CBS. CBS. I think, I think it's CBS. I think Fox is next year because Tom Brady is going to be on the call for Super Bowl next year. So if it's CBS, who is going to be like, the Tony Romo and Tony Nance, Romo and Jim, Lynn, Nance, Jim Nance? Which I don't think that would not be bad. I think Jim Nance does a pretty decent job on the big. I games. like Jim Nance. Yeah, and I think I don't think he's in the or uh, final four. Final four this year will be his first time without him. Or something like that. With uh, Jim Nance is not going to do yeah, the Final Four so. this year? Which I think, I don't know if it's going to ever happen. I want Gus Johnson back in the March Madness. Do you see what Gus Johnson, his slip of the tongue yesterday? When he was Caleb Clark game? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What do so he, he says, somebody played the clip for me. He says something about, he was saying, and I'm going to screw it up, but he's, we can, we're, we can swear in her, right? Yeah. And so he said uh, something about she lost that shit or something like that. <laughs> It was pretty funny. I've only seen the clip once, and it was. But uh, I think 
the swear words are like ESPN's letting on Pat McAfee just kind of like very loosey goosey like like yeah. like I think the swearing on TV is coming. I think it's completely changed. Well, I mean, I in my opinion of that is that podcasts have desensitized us Everyone. to that because all of them like Rogan is just downright yeah. nasty sometimes. Yeah. You get his comedian buddies on there and they're filthy. I mean. But so I and it's I mean I remember the first time I was listening to it and how much they were swearing it was a little bit of a shock value to it, um, but now a lot of podcasts are that way, and then when you watch regular TV and they're not doing it, I mean that's all run by the FCC they're the ones that regulate it so I think there's a little bit of desensitizing that's going on but it was pretty funny that Gus Johnson did that I'm not even sure I think it was the Iowa game that he did but, it on but. like gotta give it to Baylor if Iowa State had that type of refing in Hilton our chance would have been. Ten oh. times worse. They used to just well, ref you suck. We just we said way worse. The Kansas that. game, they blurred it. They blurred the ones we our student section was chanting in the Kansas games were pretty bad when Dickinson was playing. But, and but, was, but and on the uh, broadcast, Grady, you can't understand. And it. Grady Dick the next year, yeah, before which yeah. we got to get more original, like you said. I mean, when when Kirk Heinrich is playing and they start chanting Harry Potter, and you can see it, or Jenna Worthless, Jenna Worthless, yeah, we got to get a little more original with some of our chants because, like Baylor saying, "Ref, you suck." I mean, come on. That's pretty unoriginal. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways, uh, it's well, going to be a fun week. And, Niners, uh, are, Niners are favored by two and a half, looks like. so. Which I'm not in love with that. I kind of wish they were underdogs. But yeah. I think the Chiefs, the narrative on the Chiefs were the the negative on the Taylor Swift thing, and they weren't as good offensively as they have been in the past. But right. their defense is good, and they just need to protect Purdy and uh, give – I think they need to give McCaffrey the ball more. Yeah. Like, balance it out more. I think way too pass-heavy with Shanahan. I think, especially the last Super Bowl with Gil, or, uh, Garoppolo, I think just put it in your best – like, obviously, there's like there's so much narratives like Purdy's like the 10th best player on this 49ers. Just like, who yeah, well, who was it? Cam, Cam Newton said that? She's like, yeah. Cam Newton – Purdy's already won more playoff ones than Cam Newton ever did. Yeah. But there's got to be jealousy and just – oh. <laughs> Yeah, there's no doubt. But anyways, it's gonna be a fun week, and yep. I think uh, Purdy pulls it off, and we're coming back with the next pod where it's the like uh, like my dream is Purdy coming back to Hilton with the Super Bowl. Like that would be crazy, the Super Bowl trophy, and uh, that would be and, fun. And like imagine if a couple of years where Sidetown is built, and like the like imagine if there was a watch party this weekend at Sidetown. Like it would be massive event, and like on the like it would be a Power Night District 2.0. It would be th- fantastic. Yeah. And I think that could happen. Yeah. Like, this would not be, like, obviously, Purdy's the first Super Bowl, but we always think we're going to have multiple Super Bowls. But I think Purdy can make it a couple times, and that'll I think that'll happen, and that'll be a fun fun day. That would be. I mean, imagine if Sightown was open today. It would yeah. just be packed yeah. Sunday. So. You'd be standing room only. But so, yeah. got to keep him vertical, got to keep him healthy. Yep. So, yep. Appreciate you guys listening. All right. Go beat the, beat the Longhorns. Horns down on Tuesday, and then got to – do the whatever their signal is, Don't, the yeah, Rodney horny Terrell, toad frogs or whatever they're. Rodney Terry's going to cry, but it'll be okay. Yeah, it's all right. All Go right. Cyclones. Go Cyclones.